0: Connected
1: Consumer. My name is Rosie Sarah. I'm one of the hosts of Parks Associates podcast, The Connected Consumer. In this episode, we'll be diving into the adoption of smart mattress tech and how it is transforming remote patient monitoring. Joining me today is Dr. Mark Aloya, head of sleep and behavioral science at Sleep Number. Hi, Mark. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me, Rosie. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: Yes, of course. So could you please walk our listeners through your background and experience? I know that you have lots to kind of explain there, so please walk us through it.
0: Sure. So um, I'm a clinical psychologist by training and really started my career in the academic space. I was faculty at a couple different universities, University of Rochester and Brown University, and also at the number one respiratory hospital in the country for many years, National Jewish Health in Denver. Um, But about, I'd say, I don't know, 10 or 15 years in, I was recruited into industry. And so I've been kind of walking the line between academia and industry um, for about 17 years. And most of my work has been in sleep health. Um, But as a health psychologist, it's kind of broad. Uh, The work I do at Sleep Number is helping along our research continuum and our research roadmap using a lot of the biometric data we get from every sleeper every night um, and really sort of trying to figure out how do we use that to improve the health and well-being of our users.
1: Incredible. I know sleep is very important, one of the main pillars of of health. Um, So speaking of sleep. And smart mattresses, I know that the main topic that we're going to talk about today is the adoption of smart mattress tech and how it's transforming uh, remote patient monitoring. And so I was diving into some of our research. And can you believe that there are six million U.S. Internet households that have smart mattresses? That is a lot.
0: It's a lot. And it must be, you know, on the incline because I don't think it was that five years ago for sure.
1: Hey, right. So I don't personally have a smart mattress, although I should. Um, but it is evident that you have a wealth of knowledge in this area. So could you tell us more about the benefits of tracking sleep and just the overall like benefits of health uh, within smart mattress adoption?
0: Yeah, well, Rosie, the th- one of the things is that, you know, sleep is something we all do. Right. So it's ubiquitous to our lives. I mean, we all sleep. It doesn't matter the person. And the nice thing about sleep is that it's a window into your health. I mean, a lot of things are supposed to happen in a a very rhythmic and predictable way during sleep. For example, there are times during sleep when you come as close to coma as possible, this deep, restful sleep, and your heart rate slows. And there are times during sleep, like dreaming, REM sleep, when your heart rate's supposed to get faster. And so by knowing, and, and we now know a lot of what's supposed to happen during sleep, by knowing that. We can look for aberrations in that. And so it becomes a real window into health broadly, many aspects of health. Um, you mentioned remote patient monitoring. This is not something, you know, we're not FDA approved, we're a consumer product, but certainly in my academic space, you know, I've seen the 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 uh, increase in interest in in remote patient monitoring. There are codes for reimbursement for RPM now. Um, And certainly, if you think about sleep as a window into health, there's a lot of opportunity in that space.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So could you perhaps maybe elaborate on certain health conditions that are driving the adoption of smart mattresses?
0: Yeah. You know, I don't think we know exactly why people for what health reasons people are using Mm -hmm. uh, to to purchase a smart mattress. I think they're smart digital technology broadly in acceptance these days. I mean, remember when wearable devices were just to talk about the future, and now many, many people are uh, incorporating wearable devices into their lives. The unique aspect about having a smart mattress, and I should say, I've had a sleep number bed for 22 years, and I've not even worked for the company for a year, um, oh, yeah. but but we we only started the smart mattress, I'd say, probably in the 2015 to 2017 range and the value of having a smart mattress is your adherence to this wearable quote wearable device is 100%. All you have to do is go to sleep. There's nothing to wear. It's unobtrusive in monitoring you all night long if you want it to monitor you. You you know of course you can put it on privacy mode and we won't see the data and you know and it'll it'll look like you you don't have data. Um, but it allows people a window into their own sleep. Now What's the value of that? I think it depends on the person. Uh, many people will look at wearable met, uh, metrics and they might know, not know how to interpret that. Many people want more data, many people want less. And so we're just in this phase in terms of digital medicine and really consumer products, where if we're listening to our users, we're learning what, what the value is.
1: Right. Absolutely. So speaking of data, and I know that um, data privacy and data security concerns um, as it relates to consumers is something that is kind of a touchy subject. And so some of our research shows that only 37 percent of consumers trust the companies that have access to their personal data. Um, So is there anything that you kind of want to share as it relates to maybe the challenges of some of this technology um, as it, you know, connects with uh, remote patient monitoring and data privacy concerns.
0: Yeah, it's funny, Rosie. I always have a slide that I, when I give talks uh, to industry folks or to academics, that's kind of a, a scale of justice slide. And on one side, it says opportunity and the other side it says responsibility. And so when you're in the health space, it's easy to see opportunities, especially today. But that has to be balanced with responsibility. So I can tell you how we approach things. Um, We allow people total control. They can turn on privacy mode if they want. Now, I'll tell you that the vast majority of people don't. They don't mind sharing their data with us. Um, And it's totally anonymous. Um, But even more, we have, like, I think it's about 362,000 people right now who've said, I want to be a part of research that you do. So in our company... and. My my position is is new, um, but this head of sleep science position is largely about making sure that we take a very focused scientific approach to everything we do. We're not going to do things because it's uh, we're opportunistic. We're going to do things because the science tells us there's value, and our consumers say that we want that, and it's valuable for me. So, you know, I think what we're I think we have to take the responsibility. But what we're hearing from our users is. They want us involved and they want to see uh, the return on, on you know, the effort that they're putting in. And that's our job is to, is to help them identify health, uh, health concerns where sleep is concerned, to help them manipulate. We're a sense and do company. We're not just a sense company. So you can actually modify your bed to see if your sleep improves. And that's a big part of, of how we look at things.
1: I love that. So, could you maybe expand a little bit more on what uh, the feedback that you've received on what people are most interested in, as it relates to their data?
0: Yeah, I think it varies. Um, I think people sort of gravitate toward metrics that are that they feel resonate with them. Uh, certainly, we have a Sleep IQ score. It's a proprietary score. It involves multiple things, and that's kind of your omnibus way of looking at your sleep over and overall. You get a number every night. But then you can dig deeper and look at your motion. You can look at your bed exits. You can look at your total sleep time, your restful sleep, your restless sleep. You can look at your heart rate, your breath rate, um, all those heart rate variability. All these biometrics are available to you. I find like I've done some work. We have we have a partnership with the NFL. You might have heard that. Um, over. of of, uh, NFL players are on a sleep number bed. And I do some work with some of the the individual players and with some of the teams. And what we find is that when I work with the players and we overlay their sleep with their on-field performance, there are certain metrics that pop out. For some people, it's total sleep time. For other people, it might be sleep IQ score or restful sleep. Um, sometimes heart rate and heart rate variability may be indicators of recovery um, from having an increased training load or from having you know per se uh, per, perhaps an injury so there I think the metrics need to be personal um certainly as the field advances we may find that certain things like say for example breath rate or heart rate might be indicators of illness we've we've uh, presented some papers on the ability to detect COVID and the course of COVID. Also, uh, algorithms that uh, can predict and detect the course of influenza broadly. Um, and so those might be, there may be metrics for particular outcomes.
1: Wow, incredible. So we're, we're getting a little bit closer towards the end of our episode. Um, there's so much more to unpack. Uh, so before going towards the end of, of, of our conversation, I want to talk about the future of smart mattress technology and um, its integration with other healthcare tech. What do you see? What, what are you seeing now? What are you forecasting um, with, with your colleagues?
0: Yeah, it's a great question, Rosie. I, I think, first of all, the future has to be scientifically driven. Right, And so, again, there's that there's that balance of opportunity and responsibility. And we take that very seriously. I think we can see massive amounts of data. So every night we get over a billion data points from millions of sleepers. Um, and by looking at that aggregate data and repeat it across nights, we get a better sense of the continuity of sleep or the regularity of sleep. I think you're going to see interesting information around regularity. In, in the scientific literature, we've started to see things that like sleep being related to things like cancer and cardiovascular disease, certainly mood. We've seen dramatic things associated in you know, sleep and mood uh, literature, a whole bunch of studies on that. Even I, This is an interesting one, Rosie, that I heard recently, but that the number one um, complication of pregnancy is postpartum depression. And that if you have um insomnia for example during depression it can be or during pregnancy it can be predictive of postpartum depression and if you treat that it can thwart the the development of a depression after after birth so there are lots of these sort of correlations that we see in our company um i don't think you know i think we're open to partnerships but but this is not our job to sort of monitor patients as much I think you're going to find that we have metrics that might be useful for patients and their doctors. We've already had people say, I brought my data to my doctor and uncovered a a problem I was having. Um, But that's not certainly something that we're on the path to trying to do at this point. Um, And I, I would say that it goes back to that sense and do. I think this is where this is where responsibility comes in. It's not just for us to sense and give information. We want to have. We want to give empower people to be able to change their sleep and achieve better outcomes.
1: Wow, what a, what a great way to segue into the the final kind of uh, topic. We talked about the future of uh, smart mat- mattress tech and its integration with uh, healthcare tech. But tell us about the future of Sleep Number and what you ha- you guys have going on.
0: Well, you know, last year we um, launched our Climate 360 bed. This is an opportunity. So, our normal beds, every single bed has the ability to change firmness for each individual sleeper. So, you can have a firm one side and a softer other side. But what we found was that many, many people who um, struggle with sleep and temperature sleep very hot. And about 80% of couples disagree on the temperature that they want to sleep in. And so, this becomes, you know, Yeah, I have this with my wife as well, you know, so this becomes like a discussion. Like, do we have the ceiling fan on? Do we not have the ceiling fan on? And so this Climate 360 bed allows you to either warm or cool your individual side in, in a very active way. So that really is a game changer. We've also launched a whole new platform that will allow us to really detect your normal biometrics, your sort of typical biometric state, and be able to tell deviations from that state on these biometrics to give you some personalized feedback about your sleep and some ideas on how you might be able to change it. So we're getting more personal. I mean, we started as a personalized sort of sleep company, but it's all about these individual ex- uh, sleep experiences. And that's that's our mission. So you'll see more of that. I think you'll see um, more of our ability to use our data in truly scientific publications, you'll start to see that come out. I talked about our ability to detect illness or, or COVID. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of opportunity and where we can go. There's more opportunity than there are resources, um, which is kind of a good place to be. But you're going to start to see more of that science come out from us.
1: Amazing. That's so exciting to hear. Mark, it's been an absolute honor chatting with you about the impact of Smart Mattress Tech, learning about your expertise, learning about the future of of, uh, Smart Mattress Tech and uh, Sleep Number, of course. Please tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and any other new information that you guys have going on at Sleep Number.
0: Yeah. Well, first, Rosie, let me just thank you for bringing sleep to the forefront. Um, it's an important topic, and and we sleep folks are always grateful for for people like you who have a a, a presence and, and a capability of doing that. I don't uh, I I don't know, Rosie, if you want to take this out, but I'll just say it. Um, it. I don't have a a big presence on social media at the at the present time, um, but I am on LinkedIn and can be found there. And I'm very active on, on that in that space. And certainly you'll find us at Sleep Number on Facebook and on Twitter and on LinkedIn. Um, and I encourage you to go uh, have, you know, have your listeners or yourself go visit a store and see, see what things are like. It's not I'm really not a sales guy. I'm not into that. But I will tell you, having had one for 22 years. I don't think I'd have anything else. So
1: I'm very interested in learning more about my uh, my sleep analytics and um, all of the different benefits that come from a sleep number mattress. So I definitely would love to check that out. So one last thing before we hop off. I'm trying something a little different um, as we close our podcast episodes, but I'm asking our guests to suggest someone that would like to join at the Connecting Consumer Podcast. Um, so maybe is there someone that you would want to recommend? and what should I ask them?
0: Well, that's a great question. Um, I do spend a bit of time with a whole group uh, called Therapists in Tech. And this is a focus on how the, um, how mental health is being digitized, essentially. And I don't want that to sound negative. It's not. Um, and there's a, 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 a particular um, psychologist who's a dear friend and, and uh, a, a respected colleague named Risa Weisberg. Um, and she is the chief, I think, behavioral officer for a company called Behavior B E H A V R or something. Okay. And they're they're do they're using VR to help uh address things like post-traumatic stress disorder. Really, really compelling um opportunities there. And I think she'd be an excellent guest for you.
1: Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. I will definitely reach out to her. Is there anything in particular that you would like me to ask her?
0: Um no, I mean, I think you do a great job coming up with a question. So and, and you know what? Let me throw another one out there for you. Um, there's a, um, a woman named another psychologist named Grin Lord, and she's the CEO and founder of a company called Empathic, M-P-A-T-H-I-C. And she has a way of it's almost she's built a, a, an engine that helps increase empathy in the way that we communicate, either through email or through text or through coaching, through conversation, but it's almost like Grammarly for empathy. And I think, uh, you know, I've been saying this for years that I think we just need more empathy. I think we all feel the need for more empathy. Um, and so she would be an, another excellent person. And then I would ask her about how, how, uh, probably the question I'd ask her is how do you know there's great receptivity for empathy in? in uh in uh the the mass population in general and where how do you see this getting to to you know people in general outside of the context of businesses
1: amazing i will definitely write that down and make sure to reach out to her those are wonderful suggestions and great questions to ask mark thank you so much again for your time and sharing your insights uh please feel free to join us in the future. We'd love to have you back. And uh, we thank you again for for your time today. Connected Consumers, thanks for tuning in. This topic aligns perfectly with our upcoming Connected Health Summit, which features Parks Associates' in-depth consumer research, as well as industry perspectives on the impact of connected devices, mobile health services, and health reforms. So the upcoming Connected Health Summit will be co-located with our Connections Conference, which will be happening on May 23rd through the 25th over in Frisco, Texas at the Omni Hotel. So if you're listening on a podcast platform or on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe for more insights into the intersection of tech and healthcare. And don't forget to submit a review. Thanks for listening.